welcome to the True Tabernacle podcast channel. We hope that you find encouragement and inspiration during one of our sermons, discussions, or interviews. For more information regarding our faith community, connect with us on Facebook at our True Tabernacle page. And while you're at it, hit subscribe to this channel to stay connected. our hands and praise and begin this evening Lord you're worthy hallelujah hallelujah Lord you're worthy we thank you for your power we thank you for your power we thank you for your goodness and your mercy we thank you for your loving kindness so graciously shown to us Lord Jesus praise God amen Thank God for all he's done for us and all he's going to do for us, right? Praise God. The power of God is awesome. And uh, we need it every day we live, not just a something that we know about, but something that we are part of something that we know God is capable of doing. How many knows tonight, by the uplifted hand, what God can do for a person in their life? Amen. For you look around you and you see people that here raise their hands and they, they sing and they pray and, and uh, talk to God and come together and worship and praise, but you just always have to realize that Everybody came from somewhere. Some of them come from a background of addictions. Some of them have come off the bar stools. Some of them come from various different parts of life that had them bound up by different things. But tonight, they're free by the power of Jesus Christ. It's a wonderful, 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 wonderful thing. Praise God. So we're happy to know Him. So I promise you that Jesus Christ can bring liberty and freedom to you. When the world can't do nothing for you, the Lord can. And that's a great thing. Praise God. Second Kings, the fourth chapter this evening, the missionary kind of jumped on my message. I was supposed to preach last Sunday night and we got a call for a missionary. They did a fantastic job. Brother and sister Paul, Ryan Paul that were with us, missionaries to Spain. We're glad they're here. So if you don't mind, I'm going to just kind of, he used it as an illustration last week about faith and so on and so forth but I'm going to kind of jump knee deep into this this evening. Amen. I'm glad tonight that one of my sister-in-laws are here. This is my wife's younger sister, Dawn. Amen. Praise God. You all know Megan. She's just part of us. Megan just comes over to Uncle Danny and Aunt Angie's house, and we love having her here. Her mom doesn't get to come that often, but we're glad she's here this weekend. Appreciate her very much. Praise God. Amen. Second Kings, if you will, the fourth chapter. 
and we're going to begin reading in verse 1. Now, this is familiar. You know about the widow's oil, and uh, hopefully I can just kind of add some things to it tonight that would help us along the way. Now, there cried a certain woman of the wives, everybody say the wives, of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord and the creditor is come everybody say the creditor the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen that translates to be slaves to be slaves now Elisha said unto her what shall I do for thee tell me what hast thou in thine house now you notice he asked a question but he didn't give her time to answer it was a question and a question. What do you want me to do for you? Tell me what you have in your house. And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. Don't, don't gather just a few of them. Borrow a bunch. When thou, art come, when thou art now come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons and shalt pour out into all those vessels and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons who brought the vessels to her and poured out. It came to pass when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, bring me yet another vessel. And he said unto her, there is not another vessel more. And the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil, pay thy debt, and live thou and thy children on the rest. Pay your debt, and then live on the rest. It reminds me kind of the story of the, uh, the uh, story of the two fish and the five loaves, or the five fish, no, the two fish and the five loaves. When, he, when it was all said and done, they had 12 baskets full left over. God just don't, he just doesn't do some things just to skimp by, barely enough. No, God always will give us more than what we ask for. Let's pray together right now. Lord God, we thank you once again for meeting us here. Your spirit is appreciated. We stand in your presence knowing that we have no power within ourselves, but you have all power in heaven and earth for the heavens. They are your throne. The earth is your footstool. Everything therein dwelleth. You own. You have. You are the creator of all things. Nothing is impossible with you. God, I pray tonight for the next little bit as we open up our hearts and open up our minds. Receive your word, Lord, whatever's going in our life, going on in our lives right now. God, let us be quickened by your spirit. Amen. And release that little bit of faith that will touch and that you will move in our lives. In Jesus' wonderful name, everybody say amen. Can you clap your hands one more time and raise your voice? Shout in the voice with a voice of triumph. God bless you. Needs, needs, turn to your neighbor and say needs. Everybody's got them. 
Everybody's got them. How many's got a need tonight? How many's got a need tonight? Praise God. Amen. A lot of people have the need to know. It's not part of my notes. It just come out. They have a need to know. They got to know, man. They can't, you can't hide stuff from them. They got to know. They have a need to know. But that's not the kind of need I'm talking about tonight. Everybody has needs. And from time to time, there are needs that's going to arise in any one of our particular lives. They just happen. They come up. I need gas. That's, a, that's kind of a, a reoccurring problem in our lives. Can you say amen? We need gas, we need food, we need this, we need that. These are things that happen in life that just happen. Everybody's got some. Sometimes it's just those simple needs, such as a lack of, of an item. It's like the text that I'll get every now and then. Hey, can you stop by the store and pick up X, Y, Z? I need apples. I need almond milk. I need some Hershey's chocolate syrup with some white half a gallon of a vitamin D milk. That's for the grandkids. My granddaughter, she'll open the refrigerator door and she'll look into the refrigerator with the mindset of what can I get into now? And as her eyes venture up the shelves, she will see the Hershey's chocolate syrup. At that point, my wife better hope that there, there is some milk, at least almond milk, nasty stuff, in the refrigerator. Needs, we have them, simple needs. Lack of an item, something we can purchase, but we don't have to maybe. Then there are other times those needs are far more drastic, such as a health need or a financial need. We have them. They are more drastic things, things that they're just a little bit out of our reach. We can't seem to get a handle on those things. And, and sometimes doctors can't tell you, amen, what the, uh, what the remedy is, but, but yet we have those needs and we're searching. And, and the financial needs, how many's got a financial need tonight? Come on, how many's ever had one time or another in your life, you had a financial need? Amen. With what's going on in our world today, that could drastically hit us in a moment's time when we're not expecting it. A financial need. Amen. How many has been there one time when you needed a new set of tires? They were bald and you knew that you had to get a set of tires, but you just didn't have the money to buy that set of tires. So you try to figure out which one is the worst. Do I have enough money to buy one tire? And I'm not getting money amens in this place tonight, but I'm going to tell you something right now. We've all been there. We've all been there. You heard the story that I told when I was in school, and I had that little Honda Civic, and, and I wanted to come home bad for, for Thanksgiving. And, and me and a, a, a friend of mine that ended up being a missionary, and if I said his name, you'd know him. We went over to a, a Honda that somebody there in the church used to pull behind their, their, their big uh, uh, RV. And, and uh, it was the same kind of Honda that I had. So at night, around midnight or so, we went out there, jacked that car up, 
took the back wheel off and took that hub, replaced it with my bad hub, and then went and put it on my car, and then we traveled home. I had, I had, a, I had that remedy that was met, and I said, when we get back, we're going we're gonna to go back out there and replace it, and, I'll, and my dad, I'll be home, and he'll give me the money, hopefully, to replace it. Only to find out that when we got back, the car was gone. Everybody say, the car was gone. Hey man, I don't know where the car went to, but when I sold that little Honda Civic or when it left, it still had that guy's hub on my car. It was a need. I didn't have the money for it. I wasn't planning on taking it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Bible school student. There's needs, there's different things that go on in your life that they're, they're drastic because you just don't have what it takes to get the job done right then. But you got that problem. But whatever the situation, it can certainly be ascertained that all of us have needs of some kind. But I'm not going to talk about necessarily about those kind of needs. Uh, Amen. That, that, that one might regard that, that, that which is readily purchased or we can have. But I, I've come to talk about other needs that all of us have. And those other needs, however, I believe, do in, 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 encompass the spiritual and the mental and some aspects of the physical being. And with this in mind, I want to talk about a very simple thing. And you've heard it before, but just, just say it with me. All I need. Say it one more time. All I need. One more time. All I need. All I need. It's not in the world. It's not what the world has from me. Amen. I live in this world, but I'm not of this world. I partake of things. I've got to have these kind of things, but it's not the, the real need that I need in my life. We hear that, Jesus. Uh, we, we, we realize that often we make this statement uh, that Jesus uh, is all I need. We sing a song about it. He's all I need. He's all I need. Jesus is all I need. And that's true. Amen. And He is all we need. But I'm not really focusing on that aspect of things tonight. I want to focus on the totality uh, of the greatest gift that you and I could ever receive in our life. And that is the Spirit of God. The Holy Ghost. And it's indwelling power for us. So when we go back and look at our text tonight in 2 Kings, as we begin, let me uh, take note of the passage here in the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 7. The chapter opens with this desperate cry of a relatively young, if I might say, preacher's widow. We don't know her name. We don't even know the name of her husband. Nor do we know any of the details of what happened to him and why he died. We only know that she cried out to the prophet and said, my husband has died. It's apparent that she was relatively young because... She had these two sons who I believe and take from the scripture here have not reached an age to be able to work and to care for their mother. You see, while most of us may not be able to relate to this story, this widow's story or status, I believe we can probably relate to her financial destitution. 
She was desperate. She was at the point where it's pretty obvious that somebody had loaned either her or her late husband an unspecified amount of money. And now, now that he's dead, payment is due. Evidently the creditor had given her possibly an ultimatum. You need to pay this by such and such date or I'm going to take your sons as slaves to pay the debt. Folks, let me stop and tell you, slavery's been around a long time. Thousands of years. Thousands. The whole uh, Jewish, uh, Hebrew uh, slaves in Egypt, uh, amen, for uh, 400 years, they, they slaved and they labored. Now this woman uh, was at the point to where now she's at a place to where the debtor, the, 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 debtors, the, 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 the debtor, the debt has to be paid. And so the, he's come to take the debt. The debtor has got to give their children. Turn to your neighbor, can you do that? Let me tell you something. Why could that happen? Because Levit- the Levitical legislation allowed for the debtors to work off their debt. And how did they do that? According to Scripture, the enslaving of family members in lieu of debt. It was a common practice in the ancient Near East. How many glad you live in the United States of America? Let me ask you, what real mother would not become desperate under those circumstances? What real mother would not go out and try to find an answer to that, that situation? What real mother would not, would not have been crying out to somebody else, uh, amen, for that, that need uh, that she had? Uh, who wouldn't be expressing uh, their situation uh, to somebody out there? And so she goes to the man of God, amen. As far as we know, it doesn't record whether or not she asked somebody else. It doesn't tell us that she went to the temple. He was a young preacher, son of the prophets. Doesn't tell us that she went there and said, hey, can you help me? Uh, amen. My, my husband, uh, he was part of you. Uh, amen. Can you help me with this, with this situation, with this need? Uh, can you help me pay this debt? It doesn't say that. It just says that she went to the prophet. She talked to the prophet and she expressed her situation to the man of God. And Elisha then asked, what, what do you want me to do about this situation? Uh, And then he did not give her the moment uh, to answer that question uh, before he says, uh, what do you have? What do you have in your house? Evidently she didn't have anything. The Bible says she didn't have anything. So I'm just going to read into it and and, and just kind of figure maybe, maybe in our vernacular today, maybe she already sold the living room furniture. Maybe she already sold the kitchen table and chairs. Maybe she already sold the lampstand and the lamps. Maybe she already sold the pots and the pans and the dishes. Maybe she already sold the bedroom sets. You say, why do you say that tonight? Because all of us here know of somebody, uh, amen, that was in need uh, in a situation uh, and they called you maybe uh, and wanted you to buy something that they had uh, or maybe they were selling things. Uh, in their mind, uh, we'll be able to buy it back. But right now, we got a need. We got a situation. Uh, we need to sell something. The Bible said she sold everything. She had nothing. 
She had nothing left in the house. Amen. Maybe in our day and time, we sold the washer and the dryer. These things were gone. There just wasn't anything of value evidently left in her house. How many feels like you've been there one time or another? The only thing she had left was what? A small jar of oil. Apparently, this was not just an ordinary cooking oil. It wasn't some motor oil that she had, so to speak. It wasn't fish oil, wasn't anything. Apparently, and uh, in, in, in looking at this, it was maybe a small bottle of maybe that special anointing oil that Exodus 30 talks about. Amen. That, that, that special anointing oil that was specifically compounded for the anointing of the priest and, 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 and all of the, the uh, uh, furniture of the, 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 ta- the temple, the tabernacle. Amen. Perhaps this was the last remaining keepsake possibly from her husband. Amen. A, a bottle that special, that special bottle that, that he had for special occasions. You say, what is so special about it? Well, let me stop and tell you. It's this oil. It's this oil. Why do we get this oil out? We, got, we get this oil out. It's something that we prayed over. It's something that, that we use when we anoint somebody's head with oil. Amen. It was that oil that was, that was, that was put on, the, the, on Aaron's head that rolled down from his head to his beard and down to his skirt. Amen. The hems of his skirt. Amen. I, I don't know whether this was the case or not. Just indulge me for a moment. But the jar of oil was the only thing it says that she had that might have any kind of value whatsoever. Let me stop and tell you tonight, you may feel like you don't have anything to offer God. You may feel like you're at the bottom of the barrel, so to speak. But I'm here to tell you, all he's asking you is what do you have? You might say, it's not a lot, but he says, I can use what you got. If you'll trust me and if you will present it to me, I can take that and I can work a miracle in your life. So Elisha, the prophet of God, told her, said, now I want you to go. Go to your neighbors, borrow as many empty vessels that you can go. And then I want you, when you're done, I want you to go in your house. I want you to shut the door. And I want you to begin pouring out that oil from its original container into the empty vessels. And the Bible says, and when she had done as many, as the man of God directed that small jar of oil, it filled every empty jar, amen, and vessel and vase that her sons had brought into the house. Amen. Then at the direction of Elisha, she was able to sell that oil and pay that debt and live on the remainder of it. We read the scripture where she said to the son, do you have another vase? And he says, no, that's it. And the oil stayed. It stopped. Amen. I thought about it often. I I thought about how if they just went over to the next block and collected more uh, 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 vases or or vessels or or maybe went two blocks over and collected. uh, I am of the opinion uh, that as long as there was an empty vase uh, that was brought to that house, uh, that little jar of oil would have filled it full to the brim. That's why I say to you tonight, you said, "What, what am I? I'm just an empty vessel. I don't have anything. All God's saying to you is if you will present to me your empty vessel, I will fill it up. 
Amen. It's His Spirit. It's the holy anointing Spirit of God. Amen. That's here tonight. Amen. To fill your empty vessel. I will also submit. And you hear this preached a lot. Amen. Even the preacher might have said it last week. I, I can't remember now. I'm getting old. Amen. But, amen. But to get your, you, you, to, to, you want to present him with something. Uh, amen. You need to get the junk out of your heart. All the little obstacles and the things. Uh, amen. Because you know as well as I do, uh, when you fill your cup, I like ice in my drink. Don't give me two or three cubes. I want my glass filled with ice. When I start the day out, Brother Howard, I have that big old uh, Yeti that I put in my car. Amen. I fill it up chuck full. I've got, uh, you know, a tea that I take with me. Understand, I'll, I'll fill that up. Man, it's full. It's full. Amen. All the way top, put the lid on it. But I'll notice something. I'll take four or five drinks out of it, and I'm, I'm almost empty. And I'll fill it up again. Amen. But here's what I want to tell you tonight. The reason why it's important, amen, to get your vessel cleaned out. Because there's a lot of stuff just all crowding everything up in your vessel. And when God blesses you a little bit, you think it's a whole bunch. Uh, amen. But then you're wondering, why did it run out? It's because we didn't give him an empty vessel. Turn to your neighbor and say, an empty vessel. That's why we repent. That's why we tell God we're sorry. That's why we say, God, clean my house. God, clean my vessel. God, wash me thoroughly. God, take it all out of my heart and my soul that I might present to you an empty vessel that you can completely fill with your spirit. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. And church, let me tell you something tonight. That's what the world needs to see in us. They don't need to see a half-baked Christian. They don't need to see a half-full Christian. They don't need to see a Christian that goes to church and raise their hand and pat a cake a little bit for Jesus. Run a few aisles, sing a little bit and go home and be different out in the world. No, they need somebody that's filled with the Spirit of God that when they walk in the world, it's a message of hope. Take it. You see, when God fills you with His Spirit, man, He fills you and He allows you to pay your debts. Come on. Amen. I can look at the devil and say, no, baby. No, baby, no, baby, no. You can't have me. Amen. You have no control over me no more because the Holy Ghost, amen, has come into my life. Amen. He has set me free. He's redeemed me. Amen. I'm not under your jurisdiction. I'm not going to be under your jurisdiction. Amen. Because the power of God has set me free. I'm not going to be enslaved by the world anymore or by sin anymore. Whom the Son has set free. It's free. Specifically, let's look at that for a moment. The oil itself. Amen. In the scripture, olive oil is a type or maybe a symbol of the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. In Exodus 30 chapter, I'm going to read this. Amen. I've got it in my notes to read. I'm going to read it. Amen. Let me, let me tell you something here. Beginning in verse 22 of chapter 30 of Exodus. 
This talks about the anointing, oil, and the, and the incense. So follow with me here. Moreover, the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take thou also unto thee principal spices, pure myrrh, 500 shekels, and of sweet cinnamon, a half so much, even 250 shekels, and of sweet commas, 250 shekels, and of casea, 500 shekels, and, of, and the shekel of the sanctuary, and the olive oil, a hen, and thou shalt make it an oil of holy ointment, and an ointment compound after the art of the apothecary or the perfumer. It shall be a holy anointing oil. And thou shalt anoint the tabernacle of the congregation therewith, and the ark of the testimony, and the table, and all the vessels, and the candlestick, and his vessels, and the altar, and the incense, and the altar burnt offering with all the vessels, and the layer, and its and, it, and, it, and his foot or the base. And thou shalt sanctify or consecrate. Everybody say consecrate. Thou shalt consecrate them that they may be most holy. And whatsoever toucheth them shall be holy. Everything that toucheth them shall be holy. And here's the verse 30. And thou shalt anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them that they may minister unto me in the priest's office. Let me tell you something about it. Amen. The holy anointing, uh, amen, is more than just a, a, a little feel that you might have in church. Uh, it's something uh, that, that happens to you uh, to se separate or set you apart or consecrate you for the work of God. And when you are filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, amen, God is putting his stamp on you and he's saying you are holy and you are sanctified and you are going to live a separate life and you're going to walk out from the world and you're going to be separate. Amen. The Bible says that come out from among them and be a separate, saith the Lord. So we do that. We honor that. And we realize it's not something that we can do within our own selves, but it's something that God does. I can only go so far. I can only reach so far. I can only climb so high. Amen. But it's the grace of God that steps in at that moment and gets me there. Oh, clap your hands. Come on. All over this place. Shout unto the Lord. He's worthy. Special blend. Spices blended by God's direction. Its purpose was for the anointing of who? Aaron and his sons and the other who ministered in the tabernacle. All the furnishings and all the things in the tabernacle. That oil, according to Psalm 133. Amen. When we read it, let me go. It was not applied just to a small little dab. Amen. Psalm 133. Where you at? Amen. Psalm 133. There's only three verses in this chapter. Did you know that? Amen. You, you could say, hey, I read a chapter today, and it could be Psalm 133. Here's what it says. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Turn to your neighbor and say, unity. Huh? Let me say it again. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Now notice what he says in verse 2. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, and went down to the skirts or the edge of his garments as the dew of Hermon and as the dew of that descended upon the mountains of Zion. And there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. So, so God says, look, 
I equate unity with the anointing. No unity, no anointing. No anointing, no move of God. If you want a move of God, and if you want God to move in your life, which I hopefully all of us do, we got to realize how important unity is. Amen. Because I believe that there's a spirit of unity in the body. I really do believe if there's a spirit of unity in the body, the presence of God will break out and the anointing will flow in such a way that it will move us beyond our greatest expectations. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It wasn't just applied by a small dad. Everybody, just don't look. Come on, just give me a little, give me a little dab. Just kind of sprinkle a little bit on me. Giovanni, sprinkle a little bit on me. So that I, 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 can, I can, well I felt something. I felt something. Whew, thank you, Jesus. I felt something. Glory to God. I felt a little bit, brother Gardner. I felt just a little bit. Whoo, got to shake me up here a little bit. I got a little, I got a little goo. Whoo, got a little goosebump right there. Right? Hey, man, as long as we can feel a little bit of something. Just a little bit of something, brother Howard. Just a little bit. Just a smidge. Come on. Everybody, how many know what I'm talking about? Just a smidge. Just a little bit. Then I, I tell myself, whoo, everything's okay. I still got a little bit of Pick me up. I got it. I'm ready for this week. No. It wasn't just a dab. Elder, it poured, they poured it on you. And it come down into the beard and dropped and all the way down to the edge of their garments. Amen. It was not just some little, little thing. No. It was, a, it was a pouring out. And I don't know about you. I, I don't want just a little dab of the Spirit of God here tonight. I want a pouring out. Don't just touch me on my head. Let it flow from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. Move in a powerful way. Knock me off of my foundation in this world. Amen. And, and, and let me be set back on that, that solid rock. That, 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 that which will not fail me. Oil, pour it out. Let it flow. Let it flow. You know, that's what we need to be praying for tonight. It's not just a little dab, but we need to pray, God, whatever it is that's stopping me from receiving uh, the whole uh, vessel of oil that you want to pour in my life, uh, God, help me uh, to overcome that. Help me. Help me. Listen, folks, I'm not just preaching to you. I'm preaching to myself. 
We all hit those valleys. We all hit those moments. We all hit those times. Amen. When we're thinking, my God, I'm just fed up. I'm sick and tired. I don't know what to do. This, that, whatever like that. Amen. It's at those moments uh, that I find myself back at that place. And I say, God, amen, I need your help. This is something I can't do in my own self. This is something I can't deal with myself. I need your anointing. I need you to touch my life. I need you to break out on my life. I need you to touch me in such a way, God. Amen. That it eradicates. It removes the very thing. That is stopping a move of your presence. Because I believe. I believe that if we can break through that, then some things are going to break in our lives. Some things are going to break in our lives. There's going to be a breaking of those things, the shattering of those things, and the emptying out of my vessel to where God can move in. Amen. Greater than we've ever felt in our lives. And I tell you tonight, from the back of the sanctuary to the balcony, amen, to the front from side to side, if we ever get a hold of this and really understand what God desires for us, amen, it'll move us beyond where we're at. And we'll leave this place tonight, uh, amen, full and running over of the Spirit of God, uh, amen, working out in the world, knowing uh, that God has called us, uh, God has consecrated us, uh, God has sanctified us, uh, and God has moved us into ministry. You might say, Pastor, you are the pastor. But I'm going to tell you right now, I can't do it by myself. I wish I could. But Rob, I wish I could. I wish I, wished I could just boom, 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 and zap people. Like that one guy one time, I baptized. Baptized him in the name of Jesus, brought him back out of the water. Like he's praying God. And all of a sudden... He looks at me, and I look at him, and I'm thinking, oh, boy, what now? And he just looks at me, and he says, zap me. Every bit of Holy Ghost I was feeling, whoop, flew off like a dove. But in his mind, he was thinking, zap me, okay, I'm here, I've repented, I've been buried in his name. He didn't know anything about, about religion or truth, amen, and what he expected was for me to give it to him. Can't give it to anybody. You know I can't heal nobody. I can't heal anybody. I can't. I can't give you a million dollars. I can't pay your debts. I can't. I mean, you know, we're only limited. Everybody's limited, right? We can't do it all. And so sometimes we got to understand that's where we need to get. We need to get to that place where it's out of my control. It's out of my hands. I don't have the capability. Amen. So God, I'm giving this to you. I will give you what I have. I will give you. And, if you, and, and, and he says, if you'll give me what you got, I'll make up the difference. Give me what you got and I'll make up the difference. We got to get to that place to where we're willing to give him what we have. Oh, let's clap our hands and praise him again.
symbolic reference. Poured it out on his head, his beard, and it flowed the garments. Amen. A symbolic reference to the Spirit of God being totally upon or in a person. I don't know how you feel tonight, but I'm telling you right now, I want it. I said, I want it. I want it. Amen. Amen. I want to I I just kind of look in the mirror and I want to say, you know what? Understand this, boy. The world didn't give it to you and the world can't take it away. Nah. Oh, the world will, cry, cry, will, will creep up on your front porch, uh, amen, and they'll knock on your door, and it'll tell you, ha, 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 it ain't working. The world will get up on your grill and try to intimidate you and say, where is your God now? Sometimes you just got to speak a word of faith right then and say, devil, get behind me. Get on out of here. Amen. If God be for me, who is against me? Greater is he that's within me than he that's in the world. You have no authority. You have no power over me. I'm a child of God. I'm one of the king's kids. I have power in his name. I've been filled with his spirit. I'm born again. Come on, sometimes you got to do that. Sometimes you got to get in the thick. When you get in the thick of things, amen, let me tell you something right now. Don't, get, don't pull the cover over your heads and lay back down. Don't, don't get in that corner over there and get on a pity party. Why me? Why me? I call that the Eeyore spirit. Why me? You know what that sounds like to me? Why me? Pastor, you better slow down, brother. No. Now you other ministers understand I'm the only one that can get by with stuff like this. Because that's what we do. I'm chasing a rabbit right now, but there's, uh, evidently there's a reason for it. Whiny. We become whiny. We're whiny Christians. Nah, y'all haven't seen me do this. My knee's feeling pretty good right now. Jones comes here, he sits in his chair, he's had a stroke, he's here. You know, while we're clapping our hands, he's... You don't understand, Pastor, I got a headache. I know I'm meddling. That's why I told the other preachers, they can't, they can't do this. I can meddle, they can't. We whine. Cry. Now, I'm not saying we don't get hurt because we do get hurt. And we're going to cry when we get hurt. How many ever cried when you got hurt? <laughs> Come on, have you? Have you cried when you got hurt? Yeah. You know, Brother Howard, I've had conversations with God and said, God, there's got to be something else I can do. Has anybody had that kind of conversation? Or have you ministers ever had that kind of conversation? 
I, there's got to be something else I can do, man. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fed up shepherd. Elder, I'm fixed to get myself into some trouble. I know I am. Folks, we called to be, we called, we were called, we are sheep of his pasture. And the Spirit of God is going to lead us and direct us, but we have to be willing to do that. I've got to be willing to do that. I've got to take his, you know, take my hand, precious Lord, lead me on. Let me stand. I'm so tired. I'm so weak and worn. Right? God, get a hold of me. When you get feeble, when things aren't going right, don't, don't, don't stay home. Don't, don't, go, don't, don't, don't go at a place where you just kind of, well, I don't feel like going to church. No. You need to get up. Get yourself ready. Get in the car. Come to the house of God. Amen. Begin to raise your feeble hands, your weary hands. Amen. Your weary body. Precious Lord, take my hand. Come on. If you'll climb a little bit, he'll fill in the rest. Jesus told the parable of the ten virgins. And I mean, a lot of people have their different viewpoints on these things. But let me just break it down to the simplest of terms. The Bible says five are wise, five are foolish. <clears throat> the cry was about ready to go out. And five that were wise had extra oil. They took extra oil with them to keep their lamps burning. But the other five that were foolish didn't carry enough oil with them. They didn't expect anything. They just kind of thought, well, we just, if we could just squeak by with this. It's just, I'm just kind of ad-libbing here. If we can just squeak by. If we can just kind of, if we can, you know, you know he's, he's going to come. Amen. So if I could just, I'll just, just have enough, enough oil. Enough anointing. Just to get by. But when they found out he was coming, they went to the other that had and said, hey, give us some too. And they said, no, you just need to go on down the road to those that buy and sell, and you need to get it for yourself. So they went down, and they tried to buy and sell, and they come, and they come back. Guess what happened? The other five were gone. The bridegroom came. Listen, just in simplest terms tonight, this is just my little mind. You know what? There's going to come a day. We're sitting in this house right now. I'm going to close here in a minute. We're sitting here in this house right now under the presence of God. He's in the house. He's right here tonight. His grace is here tonight. His mercy is here tonight. Amen. And I'm here to tell you, if your lamp, if you're just kind of getting by, it's not enough. You need to get it to overflowing. You need to get some other vessels, if I could say it in your life, and get that, get that spirit of God flowing where you got the oil. Something that is sustaining. Uh, something that will carry you on uh, for when the trump of God sounds. Don't be just kind of gliding by and, and, and just kind of all of a sudden try to, try to get by and try to get other people to share their anointing. You've got to have it for yourself because if you don't have it for the self, yourself, 
you're going to be left behind because he's going to come in an hour that you think not. And then the trump of God's going to sound. Amen. The trump of God's going to sound. And when it sounds, you hear me quote it, the dead in Christ are going to rise first. And we which are alive and remain are going to be caught up together to meet them in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. I don't know how you feel tonight, but I need that anointing flowing from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. I don't know about you, but that oil means something to me. Amen. Understand this. Amen. It, you know, when you look at it, you can look, you can look, you can look, you can look at the five wise and the five foolish. Look at that because you're looking at the people. But I'm here to tell you the most important thing in that story was the oil. It was the oil that made the difference. The oil. You got it. You got it. James. Apostle James wrote. He said, you know what? If there's any sick among you in the church, call for the elders of the church. They'll anoint you with oil. Amen. And they will pray the prayer of faith. tell you something. I believe that before we leave this place tonight, somebody can walk out of here healed. Somebody can walk out of here changed. You believe that tonight? If you believe that, clap your hands. Amen. Raise your voice unto the Lord. I believe. I believe. I believe. Notice what he said. He said they will take the oil and they will anoint you. And they will pray the prayer of faith. What was important? It was the oil. Nothing special about the oil. But it's symbolic of the spirit of the almighty God. Let me stop and say it. If, the, if we have any musicians tonight, they come. When that little widow woman told Elisha that all she had in her home was a pot of oil, what she was really telling Elisha was simply this. Listen to me. I'm broke. How many has ever heard that before? How many has they said that before? I'm broke. Hey, you want to go to, you want to, go to uh, Applebee's tonight? I'm broke. Well, how, how, how about... Uh, Wendy's, I'm still broke. How about McDonald's kids meal? I'm that broke. She was saying I'm broke. Elisha, I, ha I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm broke. I have nothing. I, I don't have a dime to my name. I, but I do have a little bit of anointing in my home. a little bit of oil 
I might not have anything else, but I have the anointing. I have the anointing. See, let me tell you something tonight. No matter what's going on in your life, no matter, no matter if you're sitting there saying, I'm broke. I'm broke. I'm so broke that I can snap my fingers in my pocket and get an echo. I'm broke. I'm broke. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm broke. No matter, no matter what's going on in your, no matter what's going on in your personal life right now, we cannot afford to be spiritually broke. We need the anointing in our lives. And it's that anointing, if we are willing, you might say, I can't reach this, I can't reach that, I can't get here, I don't have enough to get there. Just do what you can, and God, His grace, will make up the difference. Stand together. Folks, I'm going to tell you something right now. I believe, I know that the oil is in the house tonight. I know I preached a little long tonight, at least it seems to me that I have. But I will tell you this, that if you will take the next few moments and whatever it is in your life, if you will just come and say, God, I'm short, but Lord, I'm presenting myself to you. I'm presenting myself to you and I'm having faith, God, tonight that you're going to make up the difference. You're going to help me get there. You're going to help me climb a little higher. I'm going to go as far as I can, but God, I know you're going to do something great in my life. If you feel that way tonight, I'm going to open these altars right now and I want you to come. We're going to have a baptism in a little bit, but I want you to come. Amen. Don't don't hold back. Don't wait. Don't think about it. Just walk out of your pew and bring it to the Lord. Bring it to the Lord. Come on, bring it to the Lord. And when you get here, why don't you raise your hands and just begin to talk to God about your situation. That's it, come on. All across this building tonight. All across this building tonight. Pour your soul out. Pour your heart out. Come on. Let's don't be quiet. This is not a this shouldn't be a quiet moment. This should be a time where we're talking to the Lord. Releasing our faith. Release your faith. Release your faith. Release your faith. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. Come on. He wants to pour out His Spirit in this place tonight. He wants to fill you. Come on, present your vessel. Present your vessel. Let Him fill you tonight. Let Him fill you tonight. Let Him fill you tonight.
hallelujah. That's it, come on. Come on, reach over and pray for a friend where it's appropriate right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Release your faith. Release your faith. Release your faith. Release your faith. Tell God what you need. Tell God what you need. Tell God what you need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The stronger the pain, the stronger my faith grows. Hallelujah. The higher the need. Hallelujah. I'll reach the greater the cause. The more I'll
I won't let 